every time that I look back and I've messed up terribly in my life, it's because the choices that I made did not align to my values. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Jeff, what is up, brother? So glad to have you yeah, back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Jeff Forrester's been on this be our third time. So you probably should go back and listen, get some insight into Jeff. We have a lot in common. And um, we were talking the other day and I learned a little bit about you and what you're doing. And it was really intriguing. So I was, I was like, got it. Let's get you back on because this relates to so many adults, but also relates to them as parents and their kids. So I'm super stoked to kind of dive into, um, vision, mission, values, those things. And um, before we get started, I was telling you that my wife and I went away before the new year and created our, kind of finally sat down and made our family core values. And then we did a planning, a year of planning and you set goals and it was incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I was, I was also sharing with you that we came home with those and presented them to our, our boys and also talk, gave them input. Do we need to change it? What do you see? Add, take away. And it was an incredibly powerful experience. So this is where this all began. And um, I don't feel like I, I'm guessing that a very small part of the population actually has a real idea of what their their values, their mission, their their vision is. So we'll just we're just going to dive right yeah, in. I think it's good. <laughs> so welcome, welcome back. We're going to dive right back hey, in. Here we go. <laughs> well, and those yeah, the points that you brought were they're so relevant because many times for me is all that stuff would spin in my head, and I had formulated certain values that I thought I had, certain vision that I thought I had. And I quickly realized that I never wrote them down. And there's, you've talked about it numbers of times. You've had numerous guests on here that have talked about the power of writing things down. And that's what this exercise does and what it sounds like you and your wife and then your boys did as well, because we need clarity. Again, every time that I look back and I've messed up terribly in my life. It's because the choices that I made did not align to my values. And I, cause I didn't really know my values. I hadn't really, right. I'm like I said, I may have talked about them, but I didn't own them and live them. And that's, that's a challenge that as leaders in the home, if we don't have a compass guiding us, how can we help guide anybody else? Yeah. I was that guy that just didn't have them. I know them. But the, the truth was, was I knew the big ideas and it wasn't until we actually sat down and put pen to paper. Um, you can't see it, but on one of my walls is like that post-it note paper, right? We took a big post-it note board, um, like project board and just made massive notes and came up with our core values. Our family core values is what we did, but putting them down on paper and actually organizing them was so incredibly powerful because instead of this year, just like something super simple. And I think we're going to talk a lot about how these guide your life, especially from a younger age, but here we are, I'm going to be 50 this year. And I finally wrote down core values. And part of it for one of ours was experiences over things. 
we value experience over things. Cause looking, my wife, looking back on the history of the things that our boys love to talk about and the memories that we have, we're like, wow, we really like experiences we had. And they're so much more memorable over the things we've owned and bought and, you know, did activities around. It's not the thing that we bought. It's the activity. It's the experience. And so we literally sat down and guided our year planning of travel and, and what we were going to spend any extra money on was all experience. And it was incredible to have that and the boys be locked in because it's aligned with what we just got talking about was our, our values. And it's come up so many times since all the different values that we have, like we are just making decisions on those before when they weren't written, it's just kind of loosey goosey. Yeah. Well, cause you're not held accountable to it. You don't see them. You don't think about them. And when you talked about experiences over things, we unbeknownst to us, we, we made that decision years ago because I just got tired of buying garbage for Christmas and then it just sitting around in piles. And then within, you know, a year we're, giving it away for free on Facebook. And so right. we just started, we started doing trips. Well, we, on our Apple TV, we now have pictures that rotate through and they're of the trips. And right. my kids don't remember the toys that we got them a couple here and there, but they remember every single trip that we've taken and they remember key points about the trip. And when you see pictures, that's what you remember. Cause in the end, that's the stuff they're going to carry with them. Not, Hey, I got, you know, a bunch of toys. I got a bunch of this, a bunch of that. Now, like growing up, I just turned 50, you know, we, it, you know, I didn't come from a whole lot. So if I got a toy, that was my toy for the year. (laughs) I didn't get a whole bunch of other stuff. So there's toys that have um, memories for me because I created experiences around those toys as I had, you know, imagination. And that's a whole nother topic that we can go down, but it's that (laughs) since you wrote down the experiences over things, your boys now will remember that forever. And hopefully they will avoid some of the, the mess ups we made as young parents. And as we've made as adults that they'll start to think when they start a family, okay, this meant so much to me. It's experiences over things when they get their first real paying job. I mean, how much money did we waste we first got that that job that paid us more than five dollars an hour, and I wish I would have had more experiences. I don't have those. I have money. It's like you know, like Jimmy Buffett said, I made enough money to buy Miami, but I pissed it away so fast. Right. <laughs> it's that you, you sit there and you look back and you just go, "I caramba, what in the world was I thinking about when I did that?" But it goes back to values. Yeah, it does, and. I've mentioned so many times that it's this, it's this guidepost. It's the, it's the North star for you of like, this is how I direct everything I do. And I don't, I think people waste a lot of time We're we're great examples. We waste a lot of time and energy. And, and just like you said, resources in doing things that don't really align with the long-term ultra meaning of our lives. So it's really cool that my family has family values, but I started to think, and this came from talking to you, started to think about, well, I have an 18 year old. I don't know if he could define his own values. Like I think he could over time. I think he would, he would have some things that are really important to him, but I don't know that he's doing that like cognitively. And I'm not sure what 18 year old 
actually knows their core values. But you said that you are actually dialing in on this and, and doing something to actually make a difference. So I want to talk about that and like why this matters for 17, 16, 17, 18 year old. Why does it matter? Why should they care? Sure. And, you know, one of the things that we even work with, um, you know, teens down to sixth and seventh grade as well. Now, some of wow. them don't grasp it as well as an 18 year old would, just like a 35 mm-hmm. year old would grasp it better than an 18 year old in theory. Um, so one of the things that we've been doing is coaching teens and young adults. Now we define young adults up to 35. Um, and as a 50 year old, I would agree with that. <laughs> that is a young adult. Yeah, I would do. Um, anything younger than me is a young adult. And what, what the founder, so I work with highlight coaching and consulting and her, her initial goal was to, she saw so many young people coming into corporate America that just didn't have direction or didn't have vision because she was dealing with more young people. Now in my corporate career, I was dealing with more people um, older um, and they had the same issues of just not having a, a guidepost of where they go. So, so your question was, is that, you know, how, like, why is it important for people to have values? And we talked about that earlier. And at this young age, there's so many things that as, as adults, that if we could go back in high school and help our old self, we would go back with what we know now and having a value system that you measure everything that you do against that would have helped me avoid so many challenges and so many issues, but I still would have gathered all the learnings that I needed to learn because the learnings would have been in a different place than after through the failure had been like, okay, I want to do this. Why can't I do this? And you go back and forth. So having values at a young age will help them make smarter decisions along the way that align to exactly what they want to do and why they want to do it. So again, the example of experiences over things. If if you have an 18-year-old that establishes that, think about the choices that they'll make throughout their life as they are earning more money, as they're gaining more um, experience in their company, is thinking that it's the experience. It's not the crystal trophy. It's the learnings that exhibit within that world that we start to chase the crystal trophy, the rings, the notoriety, the plaque on the wall, when it's the experiences is what makes us richer. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you think of the crystal or the plaque, or for me, it was the golden apple when I was a teacher. It was, you think back on those things and really, even though that's what people are kind of chasing, what is it that that represents? It, re, it repre, well, that's interesting for me. It repre, represents the moment that I received it and that, that experience. It's funny how we like, but but I'm 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 tracking with you because basically people just follow the wrong things. They chase the wrong things, and I think when they hit 30, 40, they're like, "What have I been doing?" At least that's when my like, "What have I spent all this time doing? Why did I do all those things?" it feels like I pissed it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really feels like you pissed some of your life away. Excuse the term, but I don't know any better way to say it. Just, it's just, wow. 
I spent a lot of money doing, and it's not always money, right? We're, we're just using this as an anchor, but I just spent a lot of time doing things that really don't matter. Well, time, I think you nailed it on the head. Time is even more precious than money. Think of the time yeah. that we, not wasted because we eventually learned something from it, but could we have sped up the process and the learning process and it, I'm trying to think of the best way is started on a, a, a better path earlier if we would have had the proper guidance to help us understand a picking values, like how do you pick values and the way we help guide people through. And it doesn't matter if you're 13 or if you're 35 or you and I for 50 is we have a whole page full of words and we have people go through and you cross off the words that aren't relevant. You know, some of them you just don't know in certain ages, even now I go, I don't even have no idea what that means. So you'll look it up and go, okay, that's not me. So you're increasing your vocabulary. So once you go through, through that, then you narrow it down to 10 to 15 that stand out more to you than the others. And then once you go through that, then you pick the top five and then you write those five down. Now, everything that you do in life and in this program is everything goes back to these five values. So we also talk about the importance of goals. You said you and your wife set family goals. Well, you tie all those goals back to your values. And if one of them doesn't go back to your values, you either need to think about your values and did you have them properly um, aligned? Or is that goal just something you want to do, but not necessarily a goal? Right. And then helping people start to see that because even just that simple step can help so many people find more productivity, um, I guess, fulfilling productivity and positive pro productivity in their life than if they just have a goal and they just want to accomplish it. So what kind of person is choosing at age 13, 14, 15, whatever, through 35? Is I'm thinking of my son's. I mean, they might do this if I told them they should. I think my older one, if I presented it to him and said, hey, look, you have this opportunity, he would say, yes, I want to do it. What, who, who are these people going through this coaching? So we have, a, like I said, a wide array we've had as young as sixth grade on up. Um, we do this with businesses as well. But the, the young people usually come in with their parents just looking for something additional. It's something that you know, you and I both have kids that we've either coached or been a part of. There's There comes a point where they just don't listen to their parents. We could say the exact same thing, but if it's Coach Scott, I'm going to do it because Coach Scott said it, not because Dad said it. So we aim to fill the gaps. So the kids that come in um, are, are young people that their parents know that they have more and they're just looking to give them some additional direction. And, and it's a wide variety that we get. And when we do consultations, we make sure that we're talking to the parents as well as the young people so they know it's not therapy. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not going to ask you to go through what, you know, what are your challenges with your mom and dad? I don't do that. I help from this point forward. We go through this process and build trust and establish trust together. And then it's explaining them to them the benefits of that. And it's so much fun to see light bulbs go off and to see them 
Nobody's ever asked them a question that's that deep at 14, 15, 16 years old. So they've never even begin to think about what that looks like. I had a, a, a wonderful opportunity to work with my son and six other freshmen on his football team. And so we went through this process. I was blown away with how much focus they had, but they had never realized how to communicate these things. And as we went through each week, the revelations that they had of, of seeing the importance of putting systems in place and goals that align to that. Cause we would always, they'd, they'd have a goal. I'm like, okay, which value does that tie back to? <clears throat> and my hope is that when we're having conversations with young people that they can take 10, 15, 25% of this that we go through, some hopefully will take more, but if they just take little chunks of this, the foundation that they're creating is going to be so much more prominent than if they never go through it at all. And if they're in ninth grade, how much is that going to help them when they're starting to make decisions for colleges or decisions mm -hmm. for if they're going to date, who are they going to date? Who, what friends do they have? Because we would even go into those conversations of, do these friends share the same values that you do? You and I both have aligned to many people that we liked, but our values just didn't align. And we started to right. see, depending on where their values were, is it was impacting my values. And I'm not willing to do that anymore. If, if my values don't align with someone else, we can be friendly, we can be acquaintances, but you are not going to be in my inner circle because that's going to impact me. And so if young people can start to think that way and at least um, grade people, based on their values, doesn't mean that the other person's wrong. It just means we're not in complete alignment and I'm not willing to negotiate my values for your values. Yeah, that's really good. What happens, uh, a thought kept coming through my mind here is the fact that values can change over time. Mm -hmm. They should um, yeah. with maturity because I know mine have. I... How many people do you think, and this is just arbitrary question, you're not going to be able to answer it, but really, how many people do you think as 16, 17, 18-year-olds are making a life decision like spending four years in college or eight years in college who haven't even anchored it against any value at all? The value that they've anchored it is actually not their value. It's someone else's value. I just did a, a, a reel on this about you know kids like the, the pressure parents do and the fact letting your kids dream and follow what they value. I think a lot of kids, teens think something is their value because they've never put time into it. They've just heard the, the over and over again, the parents saying, well, you're going to go to A&M, you're going to go to Florida state. You're going to go to Oregon state, whatever it is, right? This is what you do. This, this is just what you do. Is this a way, and I'm not, hey, I'm not anti-college. I'm just saying that that's a really easy, low-hanging fruit example. Is this a way for kids to avoid the trap of literally chasing their parents' dreams and values? What So twofold is the, the main thing is I think it creates an open line of communication to where it's not a, a this is where you have to go and okay, well, I have to go here. Well, I don't want to go here because- 
again, I, we were all young people at one point. I didn't know how to push back and, and negotiate at a young age. It was, my parents would tell me one thing and now my mom's really good. I'll, I'll give you this, that she was good at explaining almost to the point where you're like, Oh, please stop explaining. <laughs> but <clears throat> it was very valuable because, you know, through that I understood her side so the position that I take with athletes and young people, especially around this college decision, is are you able to communicate what's important to you? And most cannot. And unfortunately, is when they're confronted with that time to communicate what's most important to them is the most important time and they can't do it effectively. And so when we're together we're talking through that. They create a mission statement, a vision statement. Does it have to be perfect? No. But in the time that it matters most, if you haven't spoken it out, you haven't written it down, you're not, very few are going to communicate it effectively to the audience that needs to hear your best story at that time. Because college entrance exams, is they're becoming very competitive um, and how to communicate that. If you're an athlete looking for a scholarship, when that coach comes calling and starts having conversation with you, you know, either you're going to have to be so much better athletically than everybody else there, or you're going to have to be able to communicate yourself better than someone that's equal, because that's where the, the decisions come down to. And like you said earlier, 16 and 17 year olds have not done this because I didn't do it. And I was older. I hadn't written it down till just like a year ago. Effectively. Now I wrote a mission statement five years ago that completely changed my life because I read it every single day and that it's neurologically proven that when you think positive thoughts and you have something like a well thought out mission statement, it will 100% change you physically. Yeah. A lot of people are probably thinking BS, but if you spent time researching every vocal uh, successful person, wildly successful person, if you go on their social media or whatever, they will all say it. They will all say it. So like you cannot fight history and proof in the consistency of that. Um, so what's a good sign that, you know, your your child should go through program to define mission, vision? Well, for it's a great question. And the reason why it's a great question, because everyone, every parent should think, is their child right for this? Because that means they're going to think more in-depthly about their child and about mm-hmm. how can I assist them. I personally think that every child should go through this. Every young person should go through, I'll, I'll, I'll change from saying child, uh, but every young person really from that 12, 13 on up should go through a program like this, or at least go through the exercise of writing their values down. But to answer your question specifically, there's a lot of, of young people that seem like they need direction and they, they have a lot of promise but they just lack direction and focus. And I'm not talking focus as in ADHD, but that could even help them as well is to be able mm-hmm. to find, define specific things because 
this program's not just about values and mission and vision. It's about setting goals. So if you have someone that is ADHD, how do you narrow their focus? Give them specific goals. How do you narrow their focus? Create a system that works well for them. Maybe it's a checklist. Maybe it's, you know, our founder uses, um, they'll write a list of like 12 things and get a, a die that you play games with and you roll a die mm-hmm. and say, okay, which one am I going to do today? And then they pick one and that's what they focus on today. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do, but it's a process and it's creating a system to think about your life and think about accomplishing goals. One of the other really powerful exercises that we do within this that help help young people and adults that don't they, they have a lot of promise, but don't have the focus and don't know where to start is one exercise we ask them, you know, think of three questions or three things that you would tell your older self or your younger self. And they say, okay, well, these are the things that I would tell myself. Okay. Now think of three questions that you would ask yourself in five years. And then they ask those questions. Okay. What are you doing today? That is different from what you were guiding your old self to move to. And then what are you doing today that you're going to ask your future self what you've accomplished? And then that creates, again, that clarity of, okay, are my daily actions focused to my values and are they focused on the future? And that's where the vision comes into play. And then we work through time management ideas and it's a flexible system that it's coaching and mentoring. It's like a hybrid between the two because we want to provide some some direction for young people who they've never done anything like this before. So they need a little bit of coaching, but then all or direction, but then coaching them through, well, what works best for you? Some Mm -hmm. kids do really good with their phones. Now everything is centered around their phone, but they've never used the calendar app. They've never used the to-do list. Um, We offer planners. So if they're, if they're more visual and need the paper aspect, they have that. So those are the type of people that really benefit. So if any one of those are a gap that your young teen or young adult exhibits, then this is a great program for them to work through. Don't you think like my son, I'm going to use my 18-year-old, he has a real focus on what he's learning and what he's reading. He's not in school right now. Um, he has big ideas for what he wants to do for a living but he doesn't have the micro ideas like the way to get there because it's not a career path. It's a, he wants to be an entrepreneur. He wants to be a business owner like his dad. Uh, he definitely has values. I don't know if he's, I mean, I think it'd be really good for him to write them down, but he's not lost. Like he's really self-driven. How does something like this advantage him? It gets tactical. It gets down to really tactical ideas of having these in-depth conversations because he's probably got tons of questions that he's asked you and it's actually having them put things down. So it's just like back in the day when we would have a triple A triptych. Now if we use ways and I, I kind of have an idea of where I need to go, but sometimes I need someone to help me with the turn by turn instructions to get there. Right. Or at least to talk through and say, look, I sat down with a map. I wanted to figure out if this is the best way you know, this, how I need to get there. Is this the best way? And then now you have really good, robust conversations of, 
yeah, you could get there that way. Now, what are some of the obstacles that you may face? And that's where he may not need necessarily the mentoring aspect of the of a program like this, but the framework to create great coaching conversations to give him the confidence to make decisions. And that's what I see with some high performers. Some of these, they come in 15 years old. They are dynamite. Like I wish I was like that at 15, but we still go through the same thing because they need that repetition of reminding them, look at that. I already had done that. So it's that they give themselves that pat on the back. And then, right. You know, when we have conversations and you just ask a simple why question, and then they, they come up with the, the answer to the question they just asked you that you would have given them. And then you give them the reassurance of like, that's exactly whether it's right or wrong. That's exactly how I would approach that situation as well. And you see their shoulders go back, their head gets a little higher because how many times would we want to know and be confident in decisions that we make? Some people naturally like, just go, I'll just make a decision and live with the result. But I know I wasn't like that. Like I would be paralyzed to make a decision because I was afraid I would make the wrong decision. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm just a doer. Like something comes up, I'm just gonna do it. You know, it's it, it's just. But knowing like my son in particular, I'm, I'm like I'm gonna be honest. I we're having a conversation after this. I've already told you I was interested, but we're gonna have a conversation after this. Um, because if I would look back at my at myself at sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen. And how I would do things if this just simple framework, it's not simple, but it's, it's not easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. If this framework were in front of me, how I may have made some decisions differently. Actually, there's some I don't think I would have, but it's the micro decisions in between the big decisions that I think would have been different that probably would have sped up, quite frankly, would have sped up a lot of the time, the learning process, like looking back what I think, I think, yeah, I still would have got my master's in education, but I actually think it would have sped up some of the errors between undergrad and postgrad. Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like vision this. I'm thinking it's almost a shortcut, a little bit of a shortcut, not a shortcut, but a, a failure. You're going to fail and you got to learn through failure, but almost like a failure reducer. Right. You Your eyes are open. And yeah. I, I grew up looking back now, I can't imagine how I made it. <laughs> I was I was so Me naive neither. and everybody can say that, but I just had no idea about what the real world was going to happen because I lived in a, you know, a really small bubble and it was a self-designed bubble and we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all the things that we had. I wasn't self-motivated to do a lot of research to see what was out there. Um, so I would have picked values, but that's where it would have stopped. And yeah. that's where, you know, learning how to lead yourself and understand what you need to do and would have been great to have someone to just challenge me on some of those things in a, in a healthy manner would have been great. It would have, I mean, I can just see tons of advantages that I would have had for it. This needs to be a, um, premarital requisite like honestly like if you i was there's a guy that posted in the group and he's like i'm separating from my wife to divorce her 
And I just asked one question and kind of thinking back on that situation, I'm like, I wonder if their values, mission and vision are completely different. Mm -hmm. And if this would even be a problem if they weren't like, so my bold statement is if you're getting married soon, if you haven't been married, you both need to do something like this. You absolutely need to both do something like this and do it together and see if you can come together with something as well. Because so many little decisions we make are what lead us moving further and further apart from our spouse or moving further and further apart from our true potential or leading us further and further apart from the like the work we're meant to do as opposed to the work that's convenient and fast money to do. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these pathways. Like this is literally a massive key to getting things right sooner than later. For sure. And based on what you said, it's so interesting that you shared that is that through the coaching of kids or young adults, young people, we've been approached by families. It's like, would you do this for my family? And so we're branching out and we're going to start a family coaching program, which is very similar where we get the whole family together and we're in essence, the mediator that walks the whole family through the values exercise, through the mission exercise where, right. um, cause this is what we do with businesses and teams is we get sit in a room and I'll use the values exercise. Cause that's the easiest one to explain is each person identifies their values and each person shares their values. And then we look for common values within each person on the team And that starts the family values or the team values or the office values. And we, we had an exercise with one group and it was great. Every single one of them specifically said family and it's a really tight knit group already. That awareness, you could just see everybody's face light up because we would ask like, what's the most common one to make sure everybody was paying attention to each other. And they're like family, fun, integrity. It's like, okay, keep going. What else? And they created this, that they all had buy-in their fingerprints are now on that office value and the family values. And it was, it's so neat to sit back because then I'm encouraged as a father, you know, as a, you know, business owner and to see, okay, then this stuff really does work and it's not rocket science, but it's, some of the best things are the most simple things that we overlook. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Uh, what else do we need to know? I mean, what do you have anything else that kind of just sticks out that you really need to share or discuss? Because for me, this just is so simple. It makes so much sense. Like, like I said, I'm sold. I would hope that listeners are sold not to sell your company, but to sell the idea of their child or their family really getting in tune. Like if it saves a relationship, if it saves somebody the wrong career path, if it saves somebody the wrong post school path or what courses they're taking, the return is so substantial. The return on investment is so incredibly substantial. In fact, it's probably uncalculatable. Like literally it's probably that big. Like not saying that it's not, it's uncalculable because it's not there. It's uncalculable because the, the exponential power of being directed earlier on is fantastic. It's unknowable how far that can take someone. Correct. You enrich someone else's life 
by doing that in your own, mm-hmm. but other people as well. And so the, the biggest takeaway I would say is exactly what you had shared is yes, we would love to help anybody that wants to help. The most important thing that I want to come out of this is a conversation in the car, conversation around the dinner table. If you're, if you don't know your own values, sit down, think about it. We can, I'll give my email out. I can send you a values exercise where you can have it. You can go through it. But most importantly is once you know yours and you're in that car and you're on your way from sports practice or picking up from school or something, just ask your young, your young person that's with you is what are your values and be prepared for a blank stare. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then it's the, well, what I'm talking about is like, how do you measure, how do you make decisions? How do you decide which friends you're going to have? How do you decide what you're going to watch on TV? How do you decide what you're going to scroll through on your phone and then have that rich conversation with them? Because I mark my words, you will be closer with whoever you have this conversation with. You will create a bond that is not one that you've had before because now you've looked into their soul. You've tapped into who they want to be and who they want to be seen yeah. as and that nobody else will have done that before most likely. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's uh those are good questions to ask. These are good things to think about. Um so we were just talking before this. I thought I had a coaching page on the website. <laughs> I was going to lead, lead everybody there so they could find out more about you, which is the brotherhood of fatherhood.com. Apparently that is not on there, which shame on me for not knowing. Um, but there is a contact sheet and that comes straight to me. So we're going to let, we're going to let, uh, Jeff share that stuff and it's in the show notes. But quite frankly, if, if you just, if you're like me, you're going to forget the brotherhood of fatherhood, go there and fill out a contact sheet and say, Hey, I'm curious about this, this uh, values thing. And I'll get you directly, directly linked to Jeff. Where can they find you, Jeff, and more information about this? Um, the best thing is if they want to reach out directly, it's Jeff at Highlight, and that's H-I-L-I-T-E, coaching.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Jeff for Esther. Um, there's also Highlight Coaching and Consulting is on Instagram as well. But just reach out and to you, Scott, and then we'll get connected and I'll get yeah. whatever help that they need. I'll try to do my best. The cool thing, the really cool thing here is that everybody listening is going to be fighting for a spot at the big event in June and you're going to be yep. there. I can't wait. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you haven't hooked your spot, Jeff's going to be there. You can talk to him specifically. He's actually going to talk to us. And um, I'm really excited about that because I, he has a lot of um, he has a lot of wisdom around this area. He's gone through it himself. He's helped other people go through it. This isn't just somebody you know, let's be honest. It's not just somebody doing something to earn money. This is, this is purpose driven work. This is value driven work, (laughs) mission and vision driven work. So, um, do, do several things right now. Go check out the, the brotherhood of fatherhood.com slash events. And you'll find out more about that event. Actually drop the price like significantly. Like I said, Jeff's going to be there. It's going to be epic. And then uh, go go find Jeff's stuff. If you can't find it, just push it through on my website. I promise I will connect you very quickly. I'm very responsive to that. 
Jeff, thank you so much for coming. Appreciate on. it, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.